you and have a seat this morning. On the mountain, in the valley, in the crowded streets, or the empty desert, in our hope, and in our waiting, we are never alone. Good morning, Christ Church, and uh, uh, I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at Christ Church. Great to be with you today. Uh, and uh, we launch, as you've heard, a new uh, series today entitled God uh, with Us. And uh, what we're going to do in this uh, series over this Advent season and uh, leading into uh, Christmas Eve is uh, stick with this, this theme, this incredible uh, good news that we have. Uh, but try to understand what does that statement mean for us uh, in the variety of situations uh, that we experience in life. And uh, you saw many of them mentioned there in the video about, you know, being uh, today in the valleys, but also what about on the mountaintops? What, what about when we're in times like, it, the, like the wilderness or the desert? Uh, what does it mean for us as God's people to just really truly understand this incredible uh, scriptural truth uh, that we we call the incarnation, right? That God is with us. And so uh, over the series, we're going to unpack that uh, kind of each week. And uh, if you're already a Christ follower, uh, you should know this, that uh, Christmas uh, is one of those times when people who aren't Christ followers are most open to the good news of the gospel. Uh, and so this season of Advent, this leading into Christmas, is just a great opportunity for us to be able to reach to those folks around us and be able to share uh, this simple truth that God is with us, that if you're a Christ follower, you, you know uh, the one who is with you, right? And you can introduce them. And so, boy, I just hope you'll uh, make, a, make a focus for this Christmas season of not only you know, being here each week and understanding this truth, uh, but being able to make that invitation out there uh, to others, and especially uh, inviting them to Christmas Eve here, because we're going to work really hard to make Christmas Eve uh, really powerful, really impactful, uh, and uh, especially from the platform here, try to help folks who don't know Jesus yet understand what it means to say uh, God with us. Right? So take advantage of this time and step into really inviting folks, will you? Uh, and you don't have to wait till Christmas Eve. All of these messages should uh, speak to them. We're going to ground the message uh, each week uh, in a verse that comes from the Gospel of uh, Matthew. Uh, it's actually Matthew 1. Uh, and so if you got your notes out and you want to write that citation down so you know where it comes from, we didn't put it on there. But... Uh, if it's Matthew 1, and uh, you can see that what we're going to talk about is something that God has been 
working up to, right? That this is part of God's intention and God's purpose. It's captured there in verse 22, and he says, all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message uh, through his prophets. So what we're going to talk about over these Sundays uh, is something that God had on his heart and his mind for generations, that we would come to know this truth, right? The power of what it means to understand this next verse, Uh, Verse uh, 23, would you all read it with me? You ready to go? Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means... Right. Boy, let that phrase uh, sink in, right? God with us. It is just a tremendous, incredible powerful truth, a gift for us as Christ followers to be able to utter that and to understand that every single day, regardless of the circumstances that we go through in our lives. And we all know, right, we'll go through a variety of situations and a variety of circumstances uh, in our lives. And one of those circumstances, uh, no doubt many of us, if not all of us, have experienced in one way or another. And that is the experience of the valleys, right? That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, The experience of the the valleys, the down times, the difficult times, the hard times uh, in in our lives. And so to start, you should just understand a few things about valleys uh, in our broken world. Uh, One is valleys are simply inevitable, right? That all of us at one time or another will go through the experience of a valley. Have you been through a valley in your life, right? Uh, If you're honest, every hand should be up, right? Yeah, valleys are just inevitable uh, in our broken world. And if you look at Psalm uh, 84, we're going to look at this verse a lot today, uh, this section of Scripture a lot today. Psalm 84, uh, the psalmist makes that clear, captures that for us. It says, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So we got a pilgrimage going on, right? So we're walking through, and and as a Christ follower, we're on this pilgrimage to be faithful and and to follow God's purposes and intentions in our life. And even though we're doing that, even though we're trying to walk each day and and, uh, walk in that that pilgrimage and that path and direction that God would have for us, it doesn't mean we're going to avoid valleys. Notice the next word, verse 6. The first word says, when. Not if, but when, right? When they walk through the valley of weeping. Now there's a a footnote there, and here's a great lesson for you. When you're in your scripture, don't avoid the footnotes. They can be really insightful, right? And so I put the footnote up there for you. In Hebrew, the footnote actually reads, the valley of Baca. Now, if you go into Scripture and you look at this, the valley of Baca is translated uh, different ways. In this particular translation, it's translated the valley of weeping. In other translations, it's it's translated the valley of sorrows. Or another way of saying it, it would be the valley of tears. But do you get the theme of what's going on in the valley? Right? Sorrows, weeping, tears. Valleys are difficult Places, right? There was actually a tree called the Baca tree, and the Baca tree was a tree that weeped, right? The sap 
weeped out of the trunk of the tree. Uh, and so it was called the, the tree of tears or the tree of weeping because it literally weeped all the time. And so that's the image that Scripture wants you to get is to understand that, that these are difficult kinds of places for us. And these difficult places are inevitable. It's not if, it's when, right? We will all go through some valleys uh, in our lives. Uh, Jesus, it's not just Old Testament, but Jesus also reminds us of that, tells us that, even though we're Christ followers, on that pilgrimage, following him as best we can, he says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. All right, there's our peace in him. Here on earth, you will have, right? What are we going to have? You will have many trials and sorrows. What did he just tell you? You're going to go through valleys. Right? It is a reality of our broken world experience. We're all going to have those times that are just difficult, struggling times when we're in the valleys. Uh, the other thing about valleys is valleys are impartial, right? Valleys are Im impartial, right? Uh, that they don't pick and choose, right? And, and there's not often a rhyme or reason for the valley. And that's difficult for us because so often when a difficulty comes into our life, what is the first question we ask? Why, right? We ask why, right? Well, Matthew 5, Jesus kind of gives us the reality that no, it, that, that's really not the question because uh, valleys are just impartial, right? It's not always because of what you did or didn't do, right? Jesus says, I tell you, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Now look at this one. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous, right? Valleys are just impartial, right? Now there's sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves when we're in the valley and understand Yes, sometimes we're in the valley because we just do things that are not smart, right? We do things that create crisis in our lives or create consequences uh, in our lives. And so we can contribute to the valley, but it doesn't mean every time we're in the valley, it's because we did something, right? Uh, here you see uh, from Proverbs, good judgment wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful leads to destruction. So there's, a, there's consequences. Sometimes we're in the valleys because, yeah, we, we do make mistakes, right? And, and that causes outcomes. But it doesn't mean every time we're in a valley it's because we did something. The disciples struggled with this. Because in the Old Testament, it was a pretty clear pattern that if, that if something bad happened to you, it was because you did something uh, bad, right? And that was just this great kind of retribution theory. The book of Job. The book of Job is all about uh, that theory. If you do bad, you get bad. Well, sure, right? If you do bad, there's, there's consequences. But that's not the answer to everything, right? And so they ask Jesus, as they're going along, they see a blind man, and they, and they say, Rabbi, so who sinned, right? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. So they're saying, look, there's got to be somebody who did something wrong to create this consequence that the person is blind. Look at Jesus' answer. Neither. Neither. This man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. What's Jesus' answer? 
Well, it, it, retribution theory isn't the way it is, right? That valleys are impartial. They, they, just, they just are part of a broken world. The same theme is picked up, if you want more evidence, in uh, Luke 13, verse 3 and following, where he answers the same kind of question. So we just need to know valleys are inevitable. Valleys are uh, impartial, right? Uh, and uh, Paul kind of affirms that, just saying, look, we've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so in the world that you and I live in, valleys are just inevitable and valleys are just impartial, right? I, I've had that in my own life. Uh, some of you may have heard me share this before from the platform, but when I was uh, 13 years old, just turned 13 years old, uh, my father was killed in an automobile accident. And he was killed by a drunk driver. Uh, now, that was a huge valley in my life at 13 years old. Wasn't anything I did, right? My, my dad wasn't killed in an auto accident because of something that I did or my mother did. He wasn't killed in an auto accident because of something he did other than drive his car and be in the wrong spot at the wrong time, right? Uh, no, the consequence of his death was because of what somebody else did that I don't even know the guy's name. I have no idea uh, who he is, what he is, what his life has been before or since. Don't know anything about that. I just know I ended up in a valley. Valleys are impartial. They are part of the reality of our broken world. They're inevitable. They're impartial. So the question when you're in a valley is not to leap right away to the question of why, but instead to go to the answer that we're going to talk about in this series. You see, we want to go to the question why? We can't find that answer. What we can do is go to what we know. What is it we know? We know God is with us. That's what we know. When you're in the valley, try to avoid that what, why question. And instead, if you're a Christ follower already, move right away to the reality of what you know. And what you know is that God is not afraid of valleys. This is the awesome truth. When, when we say God is with us, it means we're going to see over this series, he's with us in all the circumstances of our life. The psalmist understood that. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, he's saying, listen, I, it can be the darkest of darkest. How many are afraid of the dark? Go ahead, adults, you can admit it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the dark. Come on, are you kidding me? Sure, I don't like wandering through the dark. Lots of stuff happened in the dark, right? And, and he's saying, listen, it doesn't matter how dark it is. It doesn't matter how deep the valley is, right? It doesn't matter how significant this valley and hurtful this valley is. It can be the darkest of the darkest of valleys, but I'm not going to be afraid there. Why? Because you are with me. That's all. That's what I know. What I know is Christmas. God is with us, and God is not afraid of the valleys. God is not afraid of any of the circumstances that we experience in our lives. That day that my dad was killed, uh, God was with me, absolutely without question. When I was in the back seat of uh, my superintendent of school's car and my pastor was there in the front seat, uh, man, there was somebody else in that car. 
because God was with me. I didn't know why that experience happened. All I knew is that God was with me. That's what the psalmist wants us to affirm. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heavens, you are there. If, make, uh, if I make my bed in the depths, what? You are there, right? The truth, God is with us. No matter the valley, the darkest valley that we experience in our life, we'll never answer the why, but we can answer, God is with us. God is not afraid of our valleys. Actually, valleys become places where God is not only there, but where God works. Valleys become those places in our lives where our minds get a little more clear and our focus gets a little more uh, distinct, right? That's what valleys do for us. When we're in those valleys, have you ever noticed how your priorities shift when you're in a valley? right? All of a sudden, that which was important the day before isn't so important anymore. Well, why does that happen? Well, it's the power of the valley. It's the power of what God can do in the valley, right? He's not afraid of the valley. He's in the valley, and if he's in the valley, he works. He works in the valley, right? Jesus came to be not just with us, but to accomplish our salvation, to give us new life. He came to work for us. So God is not only not afraid of the valleys, but in the valley, God works. And one of the things he does is clear our minds, reprioritize our thinking, and give us a clearer focus. If you look at the Psalm 84 again, that's a great verse for us. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from where? Comes from the Lord, Right? who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. What's happening? You ever notice when you're in a valley, right? When you're in a crisis, when a difficulty comes, what do you tend to focus on? The crisis itself, right? We, we, we tend to focus on and, and get, get, get overwhelmed by the experience of the valley itself, right? So do, do a little imagination with me here, right? So just kind of create a valley up here. So there's, there's a mountain here and there's a mountain here, right? So I've got a mountain on each side of me. Where does that place me? In the valley, right? The, now do this. Places me in the valley. When you're in the valley, one reality is you can't see over the mountain, right? You, you can't you can't know what's on the other side. You're stuck where? You're stuck in the valley. And when you get stuck in the valley, the temptation is to think only and focus only on the valley. And you get more worked up in the crisis of the experience because you let your minds wander into the valley. So you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, you know, I think we got something going on here. We need to go do some tests, do some further checking. And what do you do when you get home? You go on WebMD, and you follow that valley until you have self-diagnosed yourself into dying within 24 hours. Right? Why? Because you focus on the valley, and you let your mind follow the depths of the valley because you don't know 
what's on the other side of the mountain. You just let yourself get consumed by the valley. Here's the truth. God already knows what's on the other side of the mountain. You don't, you don't have to know. He already knows what's on the other side of the mountain. He already understands how he needs to work in your valley to lead you through the valley so that you experience whatever it is on the other side of the mountain. When we're in the valley, it is the opportunity to change our minds and our focus. Notice what the psalmist says. What joy for those whose strength comes from where? It comes from focusing on the valley and reading WebMD and understanding the depths of the problem of... No. Your strength comes from where? Your strength comes from the Lord. Change your focus. Change what you're looking at. The apostle uh, Paul, Hebrews, uh, the writer of Hebrews, gets us to change where we focus our eyes, right? It says, look, we're surrounded by a good cloud of witnesses. There are other people that have done this. Look at verse number 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on who? On Jesus. And who is he? He is the champion. Don't focus on the valley, right? Change your minds and your vision and your focus to where? Focus on the champion. Would you agree Jesus went through a valley? He literally did, the Kidron Valley. And he came through the valley and he became a champion. He overcame the valley. When we're in the valley, God's not afraid of the valley. God enters into the valley so that we can know him in the valley. He is our strength. He is our champion. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. In the valley, you can discover a strength. You can discover in the valley when you change your focus and you change where your mind goes. Why? Because valleys always have ends, right? The valley will have an end. You get through the valley, Psalm 23, go through the valley, Psalm 84. When we walk through the valley, right, we get through the valley. Jesus is a champion who drags us, who pulls us, and leads us through the valley. In fact, we can discover joy in the valley. It says, because of the joy awaiting him, Jesus endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God. What did he do? He went through the valley. He kept, he kept yearning for what God had in his future. When you're in the valley, change your mind, change your focus, concentrate on what God is doing with you and through you, and he will pull you through the valley. What does it mean? Here we go. When we're in the valley, we don't focus on the valley. We just dig deeper into our relationship with Christ. Valleys are great opportunities. They're great opportunities for us to just dig deeper into our relationship with Christ. The psalmist says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, this is amazing, it will become a place of refreshing springs the autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. What can you find in the valley? Springs and blessings. Isn't that amazing? 
when you change your focus when you focus on the champion you can discover in the valley the truth of the statement god is with us and when you discover that they will continue to grow stronger and each of them will appear before god in jerusalem valleys valleys are opportunities to grow even stronger why because of that phrase that we're going to focus on this whole season god is with us i don't know about you but when i've been in those seasons of valleys in my life one of the things that grows stronger in my life when i'm in the valley is my prayer life ever notice that when you're in the valley boy my prayer life grows a whole lot stronger it also gives me the opportunity to grow stronger in relationship with my, with with other believers because when i'm in the valley i can reach out to them right and we got folks here at christ church you can do that with we've, we've got uh, you know care ministers and prayer partners we got folks that 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 will enter into your valley just like god does they'll enter in the valley and they will just care for you and pray with you right why because that's the opportunity of the valley the opportunity of the valley is for us to grow stronger in our relationship with Christ and also with other believers. So when you're in a valley, resist the temptation to stop coming to church, resist the temptation to cocoon, and instead do what God did. Reach out. Step in. Let somebody else step into your life, right? Get one of our care people to step into your life with you because in the valley you can discover even blessings we can go stronger and discover blessings even in the valley jesus said at a well one day those who drink this water i'm going to give them this water and they're never going to be thirsty again it is a powerful phrase uh, for us to just know the simple truth that god is with us he's with us he's with us in the mountaintops in the deserts uh, in the wildernesses but he's with us in the valleys and he's not afraid of them so when you go through your next valley just focus on the champion focus on the champion and discover the blessings he has even in the valley let's pray father thank you that we uh, we don't need to be afraid of even the valleys in our life so Lord we're going to trust you above everything else. Um, help us. We know there's some folks in the room today are going through difficult uh, experiences and their own kind of valleys. So we're going to ask that you would just invade the valley, whatever that experience is, and uh, give them what they need to focus on you, to discover the champion, Jesus, uh, and pull them through. Pull them through the valley to discover the blessing you have in store for them. Lord, we just commend all this to you now. In Jesus' name, amen.